in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. Brother Phil. Topic today, demons. What are they? Part two. Yes, it was a to be continued episode. We're going to do a quick review, a recap of what we talked about last week because, um, you know, this is a very fascinating and interesting topic, obviously. It's not one we really want to get into that much because, honestly, we would rather have a world without all this nonsense and not all this evil. But we have it right now, and that's the world we live in. So what do we have to do? We have to figure out what we're up against, and that's what we're doing here in this show. Right. We have to know our enemy. Yep. Jesus knew his enemy. And he prepared his disciples to know their enemy. We learned a few things about how demons are exactly the same as unclean spirits. There's no difference. Anytime you're in the Bible, you read the, the unclean spirit, that, that's a demon. Mm-hmm. And we learned later on that all these demons or unclean spirits are running all these countries. Right. And what else did we learn? They have to have a host. That's right. And they like it when their host is defiled. Well, they definitely don't have to have a host, but they really prefer to have a body to be in. Well, I don't know sure. how they can function without a host. Well, I think they go into the, the, the abyss. Well, I know, but what I mean what, is, you is know, they, they, don't they go need there, to so. have some available entity to house them. Well, yeah, that's what they prefer. That's what they desire. And so they're always looking around for anybody they, they, they can find. weak people weak things, but that's their control and that's their power is when they control something or someone. And we also learned last week that these demons set themselves up as gods. Right. Okay, these these unclean spirits. And what we also learned is they travel in quantities. Yeah, they like to um, multiply themselves up, obviously. Um, so more than, more than one can yes. fit in a human body, for yes. sure. You know, there could be a lot of them. That's creepy. The limit, I don't know. I don't know what the limit is on how many can fit in a human body. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't really want to know. But honestly, this is really interesting stuff. We're going to continue on here. It almost makes me think of that scripture or that thought that misery loves company. We're going to tackle the topic today. Where did they come from? Mm. Because we know kind of who they are they're these evil entities out there but you know how did they get here okay there's a couple of theories and you know honestly your host i'm not married to any one of them i i still (laughs) am up in the air you know i'm not gonna say oh i know exactly where these things came from i don't really have a strong opinion i got some clues in the bible but clues aren't good enough I, i don't really have an opinion strong opinion on 
where they came from. There's a few theories mm-hmm. because no one knows for sure how they got here or what, what they... We're going to go over the three main theories of how these satanic entities got here and how they're mucking up this place. Right. Let's go into how these entities might have gotten here. I think we should probably tackle that right now because there's a couple, there's a few theories here. Okay, the first theory, and this is kind of the one that I'm quote kind of leaning towards right now, but I'm not, like I say, mm-hmm. I, I, I might be wrong, that they basically, the demons or the unclean spirits are the fallen angels. Okay. Which came from heaven. Mm-hmm. Remember um, the fall? I think it's found in Revelation. Okay. And that, I mean, that's one option that, remember, Satan got a third of the angels to fall that we knew we don't right. story. We actually went over that in Revelation. Right. And that's one option there of where these entities might have come from. Now, a second option. Okay. And this one is somewhat more interesting. Okay. It's one that, you know, you might want to think about. And is that God had already done this before created human, basically human beings or some entity. And, and basically this is, we're doing a 2.0 scenario. Okay. In other words, we're not the first ones that God tried to, you know, do a world, have them live and everything. Maybe we're, maybe God done it multiple times and we're just, we're, he's, he, he's this, we're a part of this whole process that God's going through. We don't really know, but that it's possible. And let me read Genesis one verses one and two. And I want you to see what I'm talking about because there's could be a gap in between Genesis one one and Genesis one two, okay. and during that time God did a reset of the world and destroyed all His creation and basically started over with Adam. Okay, where are you getting this? Just uh... because these are what other people are suggesting. Okay. Okay. Now, I I don't have an opinion on that because I really don't know if there's a scripture that backs this up. I've just heard other, you know, maybe a deliverance of people talk about what they where they think these demons came from. Conjecture. Yeah, this is just a theory because we don't know for sure. Okay, we're just uh, people are just putting out ideas on well, where these demons come from. Kind of a brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. What? And, and this isn't my idea because let's go ahead and read Genesis one verse one and two and. We're going we're gonna, to, let's start from there. In the beginning, God made the heaven and the earth. But the earth was unseen and unready. And darkness was upon the abyss, and the Spirit of God bore upon the water. Okay, so between Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There could have been, at that moment, between verse 1 and verse 2, uh, God had already had like a whole... New, a whole civilization. Maybe this world, maybe that's part of the, this world is actually very old. And maybe there was previous civilizations and maybe some of these old buildings that are like buried underwater and stuff. Maybe they are from a previous civilization that once lived before even, even Adam and Eve was around. Well, it, it's not even important to mention that. I mean... Well, because God is starting over with Genesis 1-1 with Adam. So, in other words, it's kind of like a reset. God's starting over with Genesis 1-1 and, and, or Genesis 1-2 and just with Adam and Eve in the garden doing a reset of humanity and he wiped out his previous creation. Well, it's not vital to the storyline. And But, you see, all of them died but their spirits are still around. 
mm. all these evil spirits because you know like remember God did the same thing with the flooding of the world with yeah, in Noah's day where did they go? but see in that situation God had at least one family left right so where did they all go if everyone died except for Noah and his family well, no, they they went to Hades because all the dead go to Hades right now. But see, maybe there wasn't a Hades that God had created until that time, or till He created this world again. We don't so, know anything. Okay, I'm trying to understand something. I'm trying to understand God's design or how He works, but He could just make these things incapable of coming out of wherever they go to. It's not like He has compassion for them. Because they're just up to no good everywhere they go. Well, I don't think God's in, honestly, the demolition business. Well, uh, one no. thing I've noticed is that God does not demolish very much. Everything he has a purpose and plan, especially when it comes to his creation, his, his, human, his primary creation, which is human beings, God does not destroy. Well, if these entities are I so, mean, so devilish or evil then why does God allow them to keep re-inhabiting humanity, defiling? They're there for a reason, to keep us on our toes, keep us strong, keep us vigilant so that we you know, we keep fighting. Because well, uh, he doesn't want us to become weak. Well, I guess if there wasn't evil, then good wouldn't have anything to do. Well, again, remember, if you don't, the way you become strong is you have to have tests. Right. And what these entities are there to do, essentially, God is using them to test us to keep us strong and keep us on our toes, essentially. Mm -hmm. Because if we didn't have, if everything was just going smooth, we didn't have any uh, obstacles in life, well, what, what would our life be like? We'd become very weak and pathetic. Right. God wants strong. He wants people that are going to fight for him all the way to the bitter end. And that's what we have to do right now. Mm -hmm. So this is the second option, is before Adam and Eve was created, before the creation of the man that we know it, there was a previous civilization. God wiped them out with water, just like he did with Noah's day, except there was, a, there was at least one family there that survived, which is Noah, because Noah was a righteous man. Right. And God spared the world because of him. But what if, you know, see, if, what if, if Noah wasn't righteous, his family wasn't, he might have just done the same thing with all of us and it's, did, did another reset. We don't know. I mean, I'm just... Throwing out some ideas there of what could, what what might have happened, and that, but in this case, God had a plan and purpose. Had Noah, He spared Noah and his family, and of course, now we're alive because of them, mm -hmm. because of their righteousness. Okay, but this is another option: is all this previous civilization died, and this is their spirits. Third option. Okay. This is I, there might be some other ones, but I, I I don't know of them. They're basically the spirit of the Nephilim descendants of the giants, and this is found actually in Genesis chapter six. Okay, okay, I'm gonna read that here real quick, because these are you know, and if you, really the story is more in the book of Enoch, right, with the watchers, you know, um, mating, and basically it's the second fall of the angelic fall is really what it okay. is. See. The first angelic fall was in heaven where there's a war in heaven, where right. Satan and the angels fell, right? Right. There's a war in heaven. We read that in Revelation. But there was a, a lot of people don't know this, but there was a second angelic fall. Okay. And this is when God sent some angels down here to kind of keep an eye on human beings and how they were doing. In Revelation chapter 6, you find out that a bunch of these angels 
these so-called angels, I guess, mm-hmm. holy angels, decided they were going to get, they were wanting to marry these women. Okay. They were wanting to have sex with these women okay. and have children by them. All right. Okay. And we're going to read that in Genesis chapter 6, verse 2 through 4. Okay. This is super interesting stuff. Okay. Go ahead and read that one. And the sons of God were beholding the daughters of men, that they are good and that they took to themselves women from all of whom they chose. And the Lord God said, no way should my spirit stay with these men on account of their being flesh, and their days will be a hundred and twenty years. And the giants were upon the earth in those days. And after that, the sons of God continually entered to the daughters of men and procreated for themselves. Those were the giants, the ones from the eon, the renowned men. Okay, so here you find out that these sons of God, and we're going to learn here about these sons of God here in a moment. These sons of God are basically, it appears to me, another phrase Mm -hmm. for the fallen angels. Mm. Well, they're not fallen yet, obviously. (laughs) But the angels are called sons of God. Okay. And as I always do, I can prove this biblically. And we're gonna okay. we're gonna go over those scriptures here in a moment. But the point is, is here they're called sons of God, and I think that they were the angels that God had set out to watch over mankind, and they wanted to have children with these women, and basically they weren't doing their their job that God right. God had called them to do, and thus basically they they became punished. But but the descendants of these these giants that came out. Were are basically the Nephilim, right? And these could be the demons that we're talking about here, right? Okay, I'm just throwing these out there as possibilities here, but that that doesn't explain how all the evil happened b- before this time. But it could be that all these descendants of the Nephilim, which there could have been a lot of them pre-flood, uh, because they had long lifespans and everything else yeah, and but all none that. None of them survived the flood. Right, and that's where their spirits then are, or disembodied spirits, right. after when they died during the flood, and that these are the ones that are basically now these quote, demons. Uh huh. Yeah, that these disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, which were half human, half angels, mm-hmm. are the ones that are the one. And now this one, I'm I'm not. This is probably my least biggest option. Mm-hmm. One, you know, I, I'm not going to say I, this is not the one. I... I would put most of my money into say, oh yeah, this is probably going to be it. Now, um, out of those three, I would say this would be my third. Okay, okay. because I just see that now nah, there was a lot of evil before that. Well, and what was causing all that? And you had, you know, so my, my take is probably the first one. That's the fallen angels, but it could also be the second one, disembodied spirits mm-hmm. from a previous civilization. Those that would be my second option. Right. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there, but like I say, it could be any one of these, or it could be something else we don't really know. Maybe something that God had never revealed. Where did all these evil spirits come from? You know, because we, you know, we don't know what, where where they got here. They seem to crave being in a human being, mm-hmm. but where did they come from? Why? Why? Who are they? Um, how long have they been around? We we this, these are things that we don't know. Well, I think it's very important things that we know in the Bible. You know, not eating unclean animals. That you know, if they can be put into pigs, you know, are they in all unclean animals? Why we were told, or well, in the Old Testament, the Israelites were told not to eat unclean things. 
um, and also um, be unclean themselves in what they did. You know, um, I hate to say it, but one of the, you know, I know this is going to sound kind of out there, but when a woman is on her cycle, she's meant to be unclean. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, there's because of the a blood. lot of unclean things, even uh -huh. when somebody was diseased back in the day. Right, right, right. That was a form of uncleanliness. Right, like okay. the leprosy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like being a leper or whatever. And that's something that may be out of your control. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm just right. saying. Like, the, I don't necessarily think people are possessed for that or anything. And I know it's hard to even say because it seems as though when people are delivered, it's as though they know, maybe they know or they don't know that they're under an influence. But it's interesting. And I think a lot of people are now understanding this concept. And so it does have a lot of people generating um, questions and wanting to know and understand more about it. Because I do think this culture we live in is drenched with so much evil entity worshiping, demonic worship. Wicca has gotten even stronger. It's in so many kids' things. It's just, you know, witchcraft is just all over. I mean, even this year, more people are war more aware of it. And stores that carry the stuff that promote witchcraft. And it just seems like it's even more inundated now than it was when we were children. I mean, it might have had like speckling here and there, but now it's just like it's it's almost commonplace where right. all this stuff is out there. So it yeah. really does seem like a spiritual warfare even more now. And I I can see it. I know a lot of other people are more, more aware of it. So we really need to be on our game, spiritually speaking, and know these scriptures and know what this is all about because this is serious stuff. Well, we're going to go to a scripture here in Luke chapter 10, verse 17. We're okay. going to go ahead and read that one because that's the next one on our docket here. Okay. We're going to read this one because this is an interesting one. It talks a little bit about this. And this is why I suspect it could be the fallen angels. Mm -hmm. This is my this is my top pick of the three. <laughs> but like I say, I, I'm not opposed to the other two. Because the Bible doesn't really specify exactly where they came from. So, mm -hmm. you know, if there was a linkage, like before, we know the unclean spirits were definitely um, demons because it links them and it uses them interchangeably all the time in Scripture. Right. But it doesn't use the fallen angels with the demons or fallen angels with unclean spirits. It doesn't. There's no intermixing between those two. So right. you don't know for sure. Right. So I'm just trying to throw that out there, okay? But anyway, let's go ahead and read Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The reason why I suspect that these demons, or these unclean spirits, because right. demons, unclean spirits, same thing, are the fallen angels is because right after they mention this, Jesus talks about, hey, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Okay, in other words... He witnessed the falling of Satan. So, in other words, he sort of like he linked these demons to Satan. Right. And we know that Satan was, of course, the top of the fallen angels. He's the right. one that, that spearheaded the war in heaven. He's the one that 
to convince all the started it, the yeah. mutiny. Yeah, started the mutiny in heaven, right? Right. So this is why I there is a but that's the only linkage there. So it's not enough for me to say okay, I know for sure, you know. Right. So I, like I say, there's things that the Bible doesn't really clearly indicate, but this would be the closest linkage you get there. So that's why I'm kind of leaning towards that option. But like I say, I'm not opposed to the other ones either. Right. I'm not saying that other people that believe in the other ones are wrong because, you know, we don't know. The Bible doesn't clearly state these things. Exactly. He, it got, Christ might just be mentioning all the evil entities that are around. There might be a bunch of them. And, you know, the demons are one of them. Maybe the fallen angels are another group of peop, evil entities. And maybe what, say, what, what Christ is doing is just linking them all together. Uh, don't rejoice for all these evil entities that you're dealing with that, that you have power over, but you know rejoice for your you know place, your places right. in heaven. That, that's basically what he's trying to say here. You know. Well, but so he specifically states that he saw Satan fall like lightning. Yeah, which means that we know when that happened. That happened before the fall of man. Right. Right. So you know he his his falling to heaven from heaven to earth. He got they got banished to earth. Okay. And then they became our problem, which is why I kind of state, I kind of lean towards the idea that it was the fallen angels that are these demons. Okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb on something that, uh, kind of a little speculation here, but people are also intrigued with stargazing and that stars have their own different strobing lightness kind of thing and that they can fall. So is it possible that, did, was this a one-time event or can angels still fall? Well, you know, there's already two angelic falls. Right. There was the original one in heaven. Right. Which happened before the fall of man. Mm -hmm. And then they another one happened after that with, with the watchers. Right. So, yeah, it, it does can, appear. I guess I'm asking, can an angel choose to? Yeah, it appears that, you know, hey, there's nothing that could stop another fall. We don't know. I mean... We're just going with what we know, and we—I mean, obviously, we don't know a lot. There's at least two angelic falls that we know for right. sure. I'm just wondering why they think it's so much better to not be in the presence of God, to do what they were created to do, than to be mucking things up down here. Because that's really what they do. Well, I think people always think the grass is always greener on the other side. <laughs> you know, they always think, "Oh, I can do better," and then it turns out, you know, that, that everything's just worse. Right. And that's usually what happens. That's why marriages fail and people think, oh, I'm going to divorce my spouse and marry someone. And then they never, it's like they think that, they, that, that something's better than what they got. And then they find out, no, it's actually now worse. But they can't go back now because they, they messed up their lives. Mm. This is kind of the way it is with the angels, I kind of think. Well, it's kind of sad yeah. because you would think that they would see the benefit to performing or being what they were created to do. Well, we know that Satan himself can enter people because he right. did because we, we can read luke chapter 22 verse uh -huh. 3 and he entered judas yes so this is why i'm saying we know that satan himself and of course you know he wanted to get on the action to kill jesus obviously so his well, best bet was i'm going to enter judas name iscariot who's numbered among the 12 well so he he failed on the temptation of jesus in, right he in, wanted to get on the action so, to kill Christ. so he had yeah. to go with plan b Right. You, you can tell that, that that the devil, the Satan, he was wanting to get in on the action. Hey, man, I got to be right there, man. I, I want to get my hands dirty with this thing. He's relentless. I, yeah. Uh, and so, obviously, maybe that was a per reason why Judas might have killed himself. 
Well, see, and that's the thing. You know. And and say and think I'm of that though. Think of that. Throwing it out there. Well, that there is a definite impression, or you could say emotional, or I think I think people get really weak when they go through certain things. Could be trauma. It could be um, other things. And I think there's something to that because I think there's something in Judas or something that I think he chose. And I think that's what happens. People yep. choose wrong things. made the things, wrong choice. Yep. And it overtakes them. And that's, I think, at the moment when... Yeah, he chose the money him. side of things, and mm -hmm. it didn't work out too well for him. Yeah, mm -hmm. at the end. You know, let's kind of move on here, because, okay, we're going to go to Job. This is why this possible might not be the fallen angels, because they're called... Another phrase the fallen angels called are called sons of God. In the Bible. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. And so we, we learn about that in the, the scripture that we read about with uh, in in Genesis six. But we're going to read again in Job chapter one verse six about these sons of God mm -hmm. meeting before God. Go ahead and read that one here, Job chapter one verse six. And it came to pass this day, and behold, came the sons of God to stand before the Lord, and the devil came in the midst of them. Okay, so the devil came. And this, of course, this is talking to God about, and then end up speaking about Job. Right. And this whole scenario happened there. But you notice that it wasn't just the devil that came before right. God. It was all these, quote, sons of God, which you, you, you figure out these are spiritual entities of some kind. Now... Some people say, well, obviously, maybe they're not the they're not the fallen angels, but I they seem like they're with Satan here. They're, right. with, they're with the devil here. It sounded like a gang came up. Yeah, and they were they kind of were... together. Hey, let's mm -hmm. go up and talk to God. Right. And um, but almost in a familiar way, like it wasn't an astonishment to God that they came to talk to him. Right. And so, well, they, they were, of course, banished to earth, and so that's what Satan was doing. He was going to and fro on the earth and, you know, looking around. Now, it's unknown whether or not, what, does he want to occupy people's bodies? I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know how it works with in, in, in the demonic realm, obviously, and how, but we know that Satan does. Enter, he entered Judas for sure. Well, what's really so. interesting is Satan was looking for an opportunity to, I guess, not really control, maybe control, but to defile, I guess you could say, Job. He was wanting to get or attack Job to where it hurt God. It seems to me that the devil and his cronies are trying to make God look like a failure and attack what his he's so what's so valuable to him and that's his people. I think God loves his creation, humanity, and I think these evil spirits are trying to do whatever they can to be worshipped, to be power empowered in their bodies. Because they yep. wanted that out of Job. Look at how they attacked what Job had and then they real he's able to Satan was able to attack Job's body. I mean, there he was hoping, I think, in essence, to have Job Turn to the dark side, so to speak. Right, right. You know, and that's that's uh, always the satanic forces. They always want. They love it when people succumb to darkness. Yes, sin. Succumb to depravity. sin because this is what they feed on. They yes. feed on all this, all these negative energy is what they're doing. Fear. Of course, you know, God wants us to have a spirit of 
good goodness, righteousness, mm-hmm. love, and this is what we're trying to do: bless rather than curse, essentially. Right. Well, and that's what that one verse in Timothy: "For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind." And we get that through His Spirit inside of us. That's right. That's right. Well, let's go on to the next one here: Matthew chapter twelve, and Jesus is telling a story about how, this is kind of interesting about how these the demon realm works a little bit, mm-hmm. okay? Because they enter, and apparently, according to Jesus, they can leave people and then come, uh, I, I want to come back. Yes. Scenario. Yes. And this is what we're going to read here in, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Go ahead. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be with this wicked generation. Okay, there's a couple things you learned here about yeah. this. And this is really fascinating stuff. Creepy. That, okay, for one thing, it seems like these demons can just... It's like they, they they're just they call this place these bodies are just our house. Mm-hmm. It's like a house for them. It's like they're looking for a house to live. Well, and that's not not only it. Okay, that's just one interesting thing out of the saying here. But another thing is, is you notice that he, he they can leave people their, their home and then they oh, I'm I'm I want to come back and, and then they just go back in. But not only that, but they can invite their buddies for like a party. <laughs> Here, I mean, I'm just going by what this is saying here. Yeah. And get this. Not every single demon is as evil as others. Right. This is one thing you learn here in this one is that some demons are more evil, more wicked than other ones are. Very interesting. The more you dabble in a certain behavior and giving like yourself over to certain types of sins and whatnot, it becomes more snowballish effect that it just invites others to participate in this free-for-all kind of thing. I think as a kid, um, and kids are probably not necessarily out of the realm of being, you know, this, but they learn certain behaviors that as they grow, they need to stop doing if, you know, they want to be a good young adult and good adult. And the one of it for me was I was had a hard time lying. I was terrified to tell the truth. <laughs> and I had to learn that. But, you know, there are things that kids do that, you know, lying is one of the things that I think trips a lot of kids up, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, to tell the truth means, you know, they have to be honest with themselves or with what they want or what they don't, they, they you know, all these things, that the, the choices. And I think that really, really shapes a person of the choices they make from childhood to young adulthood and to being a full-grown adult. Not every demon is as wicked as others. Some right? of them are way more... And I suspect the ones that are running this world are, pretty powerful. are the ones that are the most wicked. Mm-hmm. Because that's usually who, who rises to the top of anything. It's the most wicked people always assume the most amount of power because then they push everybody else around. Wickedness that runs this world is the... The, I think the most wicked demons are the ones running and this And that's world. scary. Yeah. But, because I mean, that's, not, who, I mean, that, that's not... who always rises to the top of any power structure. Right. Because that's what these guys are. They're in power and, and authority but and everything. It's and it, not yeah. scary to the point that we can't understand or they can't be defeated. It's that it's prevalent. That's where I'm thinking. I know... 
greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. So if we know that and we hold on to the words of God and our truth, then we know that they don't have a, a foothold on us. Let's go ahead and go to um, Jude chapter 1 verse 6. I'm going to read that one because I think this is actually talking a little bit about the fallen angels here. Mm. Okay, And so this is kind of an interesting one. Go ahead and read that one. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Okay, I think this is the second angelic fall, actually. This is what this is talking mm. about. You know, the ones that, the watchers, I think this mm -hmm. is what that, this is referring to. Mm. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because here... It could, you know, like you say, it could be any one of these entities. Maybe you're the fallen angels. Maybe it was wicked people that lived prior to us. We don't really know who these demons mm. are. But it's interesting, nonetheless, to try to maybe speculate on who they could be. But definitely, the, God has a judgment planning for right. at, least, oh, yeah. at least these fallen angels, for sure. Well, we know that it says for Satan and his minions, or Satan and his cronies, or whatever you want to call it, but his associates. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because they are his associates. They're all up to no good. They're evil. Well, and the next one in Second Peter is, is one that's really similar. Because the Jude talks about that one, the angels leaving their first estate. And here in Second in Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it kind of says the same thing. Go ahead and read that one. For if God spared not angels sinning, but in chains of the infernal region, Tartarus, <clears throat> delivered them up for being kept for judgment. Okay, so in other words, that's where they were destined, they they were thrown, they were cast there mm -hmm. into Tartarus. That's a region of, uh, because of their sin. This, right. and this one, I believe, really could be talking about the second angelic fall. Mm -hmm. That these ones were thrown into Tartarus because of their sin and whatnot. And um, that was their region. But again, you know, we don't really know anything more than just that. We're just speculating on... Okay, well, we know there's certain areas now. The abyss is another place that these guys these guys go regularly. Right. If they don't have a human body, I guess they go to the abyss. Where that place is at, or what it's like, you know, Satan was there for a thousand years. Right. And so maybe these guys go there too. I don't know how it all works, but it's, it's hard to know anything. But let's go ahead and read Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse forty-one. Go ahead and let's, let's go ahead and continue on here because we're, we're getting low on time. Then he will all. Also say to those who left to the left hand, Depart from me, you curse into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Okay, so now we know who that the devil and his minions, his angels, right? They're going to have fire mm. destined for them. So there, there's a punishment for these guys. It isn't this they were cast down to earth because originally that's what they were. They were banished to earth according to Revelation chapter right. What? 10 or 9. They were banished to earth, but then after that, well, what's going to happen to them? Well, we, we learn now here in this one that there's fire, the lake of fire is prepared for them. Right. And we know, I believe the devil's already gone there. Mm -hmm. Now, when his angels are going there, when his minions are going there, we don't know exactly. It's they, not they, soon they, enough. Yeah, they, they probably are the ones mucking everything up, and they're the demons right now. I mm -hmm. don't know. This is, that's my, this is just my theory here. My working theory is that it's it's the fallen angels, but it, I might they might be wrong. 
Because, you know, they seem like they really want to have human hosts, and it doesn't appear that the devil seemed that, that interested because he could just go into snakes and stuff, right? Right, Because right. that's what he did. He actually went into these snakes, and I guess there was no problem there that he could just enter a snake and just talk to a snake, mm-hmm. which is what he did in Garden of Eden. Right. And you know, why these, I guess, demons or these these unclean spirits can't just do the same thing, can't they just enter a animal somewhere in the wild? I don't know. You know, maybe they can't do that. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, though. Yeah, it's it's hard to know for sure how it all works in that in the spirit realm for sure. Right. But all, all we can do is so now we're just going to go over a little recap of what we learned about demons. Satan uses as the mediators of idolatry. They're using these demons for idolatry, purposes. right? And this is what you learn about in the Old Testament for sure. That a lot of these idols, things that people were bowing down to worship, they were essentially demons, right? This is what you learn about there. The idols were like demons, essentially. They, they somehow put their spirit into, into these graven images. Right. And, and of course, that gave them pow- some powers and stuff like this. So kind of interesting stuff. But, you know, obviously we know that based on even our, our, the world today, is these, these demons are, don't always tell the truth. Okay? They're not really good into, you know, like, oh, being honest with us. Telling us the truth about everything. Because right. we know that's what God tells us the truth and everything. Right. But these demons, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, they're they're going to give us half-truths and lies like the devil yes. always does. Yes, So we got to always be careful. That's why I'm saying these demons are running the world. That's why the, everything you hear from all these governmental systems around the world, I don't trust any of them because they're all run by demons. They're all in collusion. And we know what demons do. They lie constantly. Right. And so that makes sense of why your governments would be lying to you about everything because they're being run by evil entities, obviously. Right. With evil, nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. But the purpose is they try to seduce right. the believers. Right. We're the, t- we're the real targets here, folks. Right. The Christian, the believer in Jesus Christ, we are the ones that are the targets. And that's why the, the church is mostly under persecution. Of course, today, the, the persecution that's been going on is just infiltration. Right, on. right, right. Well, deception. Deception, infiltration right. of the truth, essentially. And that's why I'm doing my show, just to kind of get it all out there. And like, okay, um, we, we, we're trying to wake people up to this deception going on. Right. Not to believe what you're told about anything, but just read the Word of God. You know, and, and I'm, I just fight people constantly trying to, you know, I'm trying to get God's word out there, telling people what God's, God's word's all about. And that's, and that's all we can really do. If you, the truth gets out there, then people will just, okay, well, they might wake up to the truth and start right. realizing, oh, boy, what I believed was a lie. Because that's kind of what, you know, I bought into so many lies in my right. life. That it's like I had to come out of all these lies. And even when I think I've come out, there's another one that's, oh, I believe that lie too. Wow. And there's another one that I, I bought into. You, sometimes you just don't realize all the lies you buy into through because our cultures are saturated. Well, right, and I think that's really what their goal is: is to deceive everyone. If you don't know the truth, then you're easily deceived, and you can be fall prey to their sorcery, so to speak. Because that's really what they are. This demonic realm is a spirit-filled hubbub of witchcraft. Well, and also one thing we learned about, and I didn't really go over this too much because I, I, we just didn't have time to go over everything, is a lot of these physical diseases that people have mm-hmm. is a result of the of satanic influences. As a matter of fact, that was the reason why we know that 
in Egypt when they walked out of right. Egypt, the children yes. of Israel. You know, you're not going to get those Egyptian diseases. Why? Because they were being run by demons. Right. And they were probably all sick. Just like people in America or in the world today are so sick and they're seeing their doctor constantly. Why do they need to see their doctor all the time? Because they're sick because of the wickedness that's going on. Right. Really, that's the root cause of illness. Well, I believe that in sin. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's wickedness. Yeah. Well, what I mean is, yeah. is it's... Sin leads to being sick, right. which leads to being toxified with medication that isn't really meant to help you. It's just meant to make you a customer. And that poisons you even more, exactly. and then it's just a vicious cycle. It There's is. people that just can't ever get it out of the cycle. No. And so what I'm trying to do is, if you get rid of satanic influences in your life, you'll be disease-free, essentially. But see, so many, there's very few people that have done this. And people are realizing that that is where it really begins, is to be healthy, you need to adopt a new lifestyle that is not toxifying and basically defiling your body. Well, these, but one thing about these demons that we, that we learned about is they shudder before yes. God. Yes. Oh, man, they're scared of God for sure. Well, and also the power that God has given us to defeat them, they know that power is great. And we were all given that by the power of having the Holy Spirit reside in us. You believe that there's one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Exactly. That's right. That's James 2. Well, and here's the thing. Mind you, a lot of people go to these deliverance seminars and whatnot. And some of them believe they're Christians, and maybe they are. But I don't know how a believer, a strong, God-fearing follower of God, can be a house for an evil spirit. Well, yeah, it's just the way it it is. I I know there's weaknesses, and I will say this. We talked about it a little bit earlier in this episode about Judas and result of suicide. And I recall in a very dark and tough time in my life where uh, what I was going through, I was so weak in my spirit because of what I was going through that I could feel that pursuing of the evil over me. And I'm sure there's some maybe believers and, and other brothers and sisters who can understand this, but I believe when we go through hardships, they're not meant to break us and tear us down. They're meant for us to see God and call upon him for strength and to trust that he will guide us through those dark times. But I think the other side is also true, where evil is looking a way to get in. That's right. And we have to be strong. And I, I saw that, and I was able to defeat that influence over me. But I believe that if there are believers that are possessed or have an evil spirit, an unclean spirit on them, it's because they allowed that in a weak time of their life. And I know that that has to do with people having let go of their sin. So people have to stop mm-hmm. drinking, stop, you know, doing things that are evil, lying. There's a lot of things cuz what we learned in a couple other episodes the, the bad the these bad behaviors that are sinful behaviors, idolatry, witchcraft, even lying can keep you on the outside. Yep, we don't want to so be on the outside. So you have to be careful because I believe we talked about this a little bit in the first episode, that the seven deadly sins, the gluttony and all these things, those are sin and indulgences that will separate you from God and from being in his holy city. We have to see that, and we it's a constant beating down the flesh and not allowing our flesh to be weak and in that allowing, that opening 
to be entered through with an uncleansed spirit. I mean, that that to me is what I've realized. And I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but there's hope. Well, we have a Lord we, yes. that, that, that was able to, is Lord of all these things. Exactly. And matter of fact, every demon that showed up around Jesus Christ was like, oh man, they were they were cowering. Because they knew oh, who yeah. he was. And okay. of course, he just immediately cast them out. And he was Lord of all that. And of course, that we have the power over these things. Right. They don't have the power over us. Right. But we have to exercise that power. Exactly. Okay, we have to use Jesus, use the tools and power that we have, spiritually speaking, to overcome the wickedness right. in this dark. Submit to the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee. We must be vigilant. We must be manly. We must be fortified, standing firm in the faith, doing everything out of love, not only because it's biblical. But because it glorifies God. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright, living in Satan's little season production.